Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the complex world of global displacement with Frontier Justice by Andy Lamy. In this insightful exploration, Lamy uncovers the harsh realities faced by refugees and presents thought provoking solutions aimed at improving the lives of refugees and the safety of host countries. Drawing from his rich background as a philosophy professor at the University of California, San Diego, and an accomplished journalist with contributions to National Post and Maclean's, Lamy weaves an impactful narrative that is as informative as it is compelling. His extensive experience producing radio documentaries for the CBC series Ideas adds a unique depth to his narrative. This book is essential reading for anyone invested in global politics, individuals keen on understanding the roots and effects of international refugee crises, and those who are deeply concerned with human rights violations and the success of humanitarian efforts. Join us to discover the challenges and proposed avenues for reforming the way our world handles one of the most pressing humanitarian issues of our time. Frontier Justice, The Global Refugee Crisis and What to Do About It. Introduction, Exploring the Labyrinth of Refugee Laws. Imagine a world where your very existence within a certain set of geographic lines determines your rights, your safety, and your future. This is the reality for millions of refugees worldwide, fleeing war, persecution, and calamity. Our understanding of refugees and the legal processes they face is shaped and molded by complex laws that govern not just who is allowed to cross borders, but under what conditions they can find sanctuary beyond them. Let's journey through the annals of history to discover the intricate web of legislation that has both aided and hindered the plight of refugees. From the mass movements in the early 20th century to the urgent crises of today. This exploration is particularly timely and crucial as fresh waves of displaced individuals seek refuge across the globe, challenging the international community to respond with compassion and justice. Understanding the staggering scale of historical displacement. In the aftermath of the First World War and the reshaping of Europe's boundaries, the refugee question became an urgent matter of international concern. By 1926, an astonishing 9.5 million refugees found themselves scattered across Europe, a testament to the vast movements of people during a time of extraordinary upheaval. Each of these individuals faced the daunting task of navigating the legal thicket laid before them seeking recognition and a place to call home, learning from past crises to shape future policies. Fast forward to the 1980s, the Haitian refugee crisis emerged as a pivotal moment in the annals of asylum law. A new precedent was set, one that was markedly less generous than that offered to previous groups. The United States, confronted with a surge of asylum seekers arriving by sea, adopted a policy of interdiction stopping boats before they could reach the shore and making asylum determinations at sea. This practice has generated debate and criticism, raising questions about the fairness and legality of denying individuals the opportunity to set foot on the land where they seek refuge. The beacon of hope in Canadian refugee reform, amid a landscape often characterized by closed doors and barbed wire, Canada's approach to refugee policy shines as a potential beacon. 
Embracing a model of compassionate engagement, Canada offers a glimpse into what future frameworks for refugee acceptance might look like. It is a system that underscores not only the possibility, but the profound value of creating pathways for refugees to integrate and thrive in their new communities. The narrative of refugee law is one of constant evolution, responding to the ebb and flow of human migration and global conflict. As we delve into the insights of frontier justice, let's uncover the lessons history has imparted upon us and consider the ways in which we might redefine the future of refugee policy. Can we craft a global approach that marries rule of law with ethical responsibility? The lives of millions may depend on our answer. Part 1. Hannah Arendt. A Reflection of the Enduring Refugee Plight. Our story begins in the tumultuous early decades of the 20th century with Hannah Arendt, a German-Jewish philosopher whose experience as a refugee offers an enduring window into the plight of the displaced. Arendt's journey through a Europe ravaged by the fallout of World War I, the Russian Revolution, and the Armenian Genocide is not just historical narrative. It mirrors the challenges faced by millions of refugees in modern times. By 1926, Europe was a mosaic of desperation, with 9.5 million refugees searching for sanctuary in a continent scarred by conflict and political upheaval. Borders and nations were in flux, each government drawing lines not just across territories, but among its people, delineating between the nationals and the foreigners between those who belonged and those cast aside. It was against this canvas of rising nationalism that the Nazi party, with its virulent anti-Semitism, gained foothold in Germany, forcing Arendt among 25,000 others to flee in pursuit of safety. Czechoslovakia, France, and finally, the United States became stages in her odyssey, a journey marked by the label of undesirable, a testament to the trepidation with which nations regarded refugees, viewing them more as threats than victims. Arendt channeled the torment of her displacement into probing the dichotomy between citizen rights and human rights. Her writings articulate the stark reality. Rights bestowed by nationhood evaporate once a refugee steps across a border into a foreign land. She posited the chilling question, Devoid of citizenship, can one still lay claim to rights? The search for human rights unbound by nationality remains a cornerstone of the refugee narrative. When uprooted individuals approach new borders, they grapple with the hope that their humanity will evoke a moral, compassionate response. Her seminal work, The Origins of Totalitarianism, published in 1951, stands as a testament to the injustices refugees endure and continues to be a resonant, insightful critique of the refugee experience. Arendt's life and legacy challenge us to consider a profound and fundamental dilemma. What rights do we owe to one another simply by virtue of being human? And how do we honor them across the invisible but potent lines that divide our world? Part 2. Revisiting the Contested Waters of the Haitian Refugee Crisis as the 20th century unfolded, the intricate balance between human rights and citizens' rights was put to the test, and the Haitian refugee crisis of the 1980s provides an intense case study. 
the stark realities faced by 25,000 Haitians attempting to escape the brutal Duvalier dictatorships serve as a vivid illustration of the evolving policies toward those seeking asylum. Imagine the desperation as Haitian refugees set out across the sea, only to be met by an American administration that lacked empathy for their plight. The Reagan administration implemented a practice known as interdiction, using Coast Guard vessels to halt the refugees' boats before they could reach the shores of Florida, where they hoped to take refuge from the executions and oppression they faced at home. This stance sparked outrage and ignited a legal and ethical debate. Critics of interdiction accused the administration of racism, highlighting the stark contrast in treatment between Haitian refugees and those arriving from Cuba, who often encountered a far more benevolent reception. Moreover, it appeared as a direct violation of the 1951 UN Refugee Convention, which firmly states that refugees should not be forcibly returned to nations where their lives could be in jeopardy. In response, the administration conducted perfunctory interviews at sea in an attempt to discern who might qualify for asylum. Yet for many, this was but a cursory nod towards due process before being returned. Guantanamo Bay's questionable legal jurisdiction further complicated matters. Initially a space that provided temporary shelter, Guantanamo Bay morphed into an area where the U.S. could detain refugees without extending them the full rights due within its borders. While the base was leased from Cuba, actual control rested with the United States, providing a legal loophole to justify limiting the refugees' rights. When word of the dire conditions at Guantanamo Bay reached lawyers and legislators, outrage ensued. Yet the Supreme Court ultimately ruled that the UN Refugee Convention did not apply to territories outside the US mainland, leaving the refugees in a precarious legal limbo. This chapter in refugee policy exposes the intricacies of international law, the potent force of various interpretations of sovereignty, and the enduring conflict between national interests and the universal cry for sanctuary. The quandary facing Haitian refugees in the 1980s continues to echo today, serving as a reminder of the many faces and fates of those who flee their homelands and the tenuous thread upon which their hopes for asylum hang. Part 3. A Harrowing Journey. The Odyssey of a Refugee Fleeing Persecution. Muhammad al-Qazi's story is one of determination in the face of extraordinary adversity, a narrative all too common among refugees. In the 1990s, al-Ghazi became a target of Saddam Hussein's tyrannical regime, not for his own actions, but due to his brother's political dissent. After enduring imprisonment and the constant threat of persecution, he made the fateful decision to seek asylum, a decision that would lead him on a perilous journey to Australia. The refugees' quest for safety often intersects with the shadowy network of smugglers, a dependency fraught with peril. Al-Ghazi's passage began with a flight to Malaysia, a known hotspot for smugglers where he was offered a treacherous route by sea. The price? $2,000 for a berth on an overcrowded boat barely afloat. Tragically, Al-Ghazi's family later embarked on the same journey only to meet a devastating fate as their vessels succumbed to the ocean depths, leaving a handful of survivors out of the 400 who had boarded. Upon reaching Australia's Christmas Island, Al-Ghazi's relief was short-lived. 
Instead of sanctuary, he was met with confinement at the Curtin Detention Center, where detainees withered under the sun, isolated and deprived of legal counsel. The conditions they faced were dire enough to push many to the brink of despair, prompting suicide attempts. Faced with unyielding circumstances, the refugees resorted to extreme measures. A hunger strike, with the most desperate among them sewing their lips shut, It was a drastic plea for the simple recognition of their humanity and the processing of their asylum claims. Al-Ghazi's detainment in Australia exemplifies the tragic irony that Hannah Arendt once explored. How refugees, stripped of the rights of citizenship, often find themselves with fewer protections than convicted criminals. It took almost an entire year before Al-Ghazi received legal assistance leading to the acknowledgement of his asylum claim. His ordeal underscores a painful truth, that the journey of the refugee is not merely a physical crossing of borders, but a battle against a system that, all too often, regards them with suspicion and hostility, rather than empathy and justice. The challenge we face as a global community is not just to address the plight of individuals like Muhammad al-Ghazi, but to transform the systems that relegate those seeking refuge to the margins of legality and humanity. Part 4. Fortress Europe. Evolving Barriers in the Refugee Landscape. In the wake of World War II, Europe grappled with an unprecedented refugee crisis. Fast forward several decades, and the question arises, has the plight of refugees improved in modern Europe? A glimpse at the intricate web of immigration laws paints a troubling picture, revealing a fortress Europe, bristling with restrictions and complex transit hurdles that often entangle those in search of refuge. Britain exemplifies this tightening grip, having enacted a series of asylum laws between 1992 and 2005, each adding layers of complexity to the already daunting task of substantiating claims of persecution. West Germany, once a beacon of sanctuary for politically persecuted individuals, has also seen a retreat from its open doors, with social unrest and neo-Nazi violence prompting constitutional amendments to curtail refugee claims. Adding to the intricate patchwork is the European Union's Dublin Regulation, which predicates that the first country of entry becomes the sole guardian of an asylum seeker's claims. The peripheral nations of Greece, Ukraine and Poland facing the brunt of arrivals, have responded with policies that often lead to heightened refusals. Modern advancements such as affordable air travel may facilitate escape from dire situations at home, but they usher refugees into precarious airport transit zones, regions where the purview of law and fundamental rights becomes grimly ambiguous. Here, in these liminal spaces, refugees confront a predicament hauntingly reminiscent of Guantanamo Bay's legal quagmire, the sobering story of an Algerian woman detained at Frankfurt Airport underscores the harsh realities faced within these zones, detained for lacking proper documentation and seeking a haven from relentless persecution and violation in her home country. She found herself entrapped for over 100 days before succumbing to despair. Similarly, a Palestinian refugee's prolonged sojourn at the Prague Airport Transit Zone, revealed the harsh underbelly of European asylum procedures. For seven months, his existence was confined to the sterile anonymity of airport facilities, 
subsisting on what little hospitality the transit zone afforded until he was eventually recognized and offered asylum. These narratives cast a stark light on the experience of refugees within the confines of Europe's meticulously drawn boundaries. They expose a reality in which the search for sanctuary often leads not to protection and empathy, but to a maze of legal complexities and a fight for basic dignity. Europe's stance on refugees is held in delicate tension, oscillating between protection and exclusion as it continues to forge the contours of its collective conscience. Part 5. Canada's progressive approach to refugee hearings sets a precedent. In the late 1980s, Canada made a significant leap forward in refugee policy. This came to the fore with the landmark case, Singh v. Minister of Employment and Immigration, where the Supreme Court of Canada delivered a ruling that would reshape the landscape of refugee rights. The decision was groundbreaking, awarding refugees the constitutional right to a face-to-face hearing, a far cry from the impersonal and often impenetrable processes prevalent in other nations. While Canada's approach is not without its faults, it remains silent on the location of hearings and does not guarantee the right to appeal or legal aid. The shift is nonetheless revolutionary, setting a precedent for the acknowledgement of refugees' rights within a legal framework. The portability of this policy is what distinguishes it. A refugee's right to a hearing is upheld regardless of geographic location, provided the country subscribes to the established standards. This adaptability makes the Canadian model a potential blueprint for international refugee policy reform. However, the case of Ahmed Rassam serves as a cautionary tale, revealing the pitfalls of an under-resourced deportation system and lax passport regulations. After his asylum request was denied in Canada, Rassam's descent into criminality became a pathway to terrorism. Due to inadequate passport security, he exploited the system's vulnerabilities and nearly succeeded in executing an attack on U.S. soil. In response, Canada has tightened its immigration policies, including the implementation of security certificates. This tool empowers authorities to swiftly deport suspected terrorists, a move that, as of 2009, has effectively prevented any terrorist from using Canada's refugee system as a vector for attacks in North America. Canada's experience illustrates the delicate balancing act between upholding refugee rights and ensuring national security. The nation's refugee system offers a glimpse into a potential future where policies are neither exclusively harsh nor naively lenient, but are designed with a nuanced consideration for human rights alongside pragmatic security measures. This model invites other countries to consider policy reform that doesn't just manage the vulnerability of refugees, but also provides them with a fair opportunity to plead their case for asylum. Part 6. Envisioning a future inspired by Canadian reforms and human rights history. In the span of human history, Canada's evolved approach to asylum represents a beacon of hope, rooted in the liberal and democratic traditions that have shaped modern conceptions of human rights. This approach, which we might term the portable procedural model, offers a framework that can be adapted on a global scale, addressing concerns often associated with the refugee experience. The portable procedural model is not only responsive to the insights of thinkers like Hannah Arendt, 
but it also staunchly upholds human rights principles. This model proposes that refugees should be guaranteed the right to an oral hearing, access to legal aid, and the opportunity for judicial review should they wish to appeal an asylum decision. In her reflections, Arendt expressed doubts that nations would extend human rights to individuals who fall outside the traditional scope of citizenship. The very act of endowing such fundamental rights upon refugees, rights that many nations have long upheld as sacrosanct for their own citizens, could signify a critical step in a global journey towards more equitable treatment for all, no matter their national ties. History itself shows us that the trajectory of national policies can arc towards greater respect for human dignity and rights. While skeptics may doubt the possibility of significant reform in refugee policy, past precedents supply reasons for optimism. The abolition of the transatlantic slave trade in the 19th century demonstrated how values of human rights could eclipse financial interests and rigid nationalism. Furthermore, the dismantling of racial apartheid in South Africa in the 1990s is testament to the profound impact of international human rights standards on transforming deeply entrenched national policies. These historical milestones are reminders that the march towards recognizing and protecting human rights, including those of refugees, is not only possible, but imperative. They offer a vision of the future in which today's refugee crisis may also be addressed and ameliorated through a commitment to human rights that transcends borders, politics, and economic imperatives. With this outlook, we hold the promise that global refugee policies will eventually evolve to truly uphold the dignity and rights of every human being seeking safe haven. Final summary. The narratives that have unfolded throughout the pages of this book are more than historical footnotes. They are vivid illustrations of an enduring struggle. They highlight the complicated, often heartbreaking journey of political refugees in search of sanctuary and the persistent belief that providing them with rights equal to those of citizens might be an unattainable ideal. Yet this belief is being challenged by recent shifts in immigration and refugee policy, sparking cautious optimism for the future. From Hannah Arendt's piercing analysis of the plight of the stateless to the legal battles fought by contemporary asylum seekers, we see an evolving dialogue, one that questions long-held notions and seeks to redefine the intersection of national borders and human rights. The Canadian model, with its revolutionary approach to refugee hearings, lends weight to the idea that the global community can indeed offer equitable treatment to those who flee persecution. As we close the final chapter of this illuminating exploration, it's clear that while the journey is far from over, there's hope on the horizon. The pioneering steps towards more compassionate and rights-based refugee policies signal a potential new chapter in international law. This shift toward a more inclusive understanding of rights represents a beacon of light guiding us towards a future where every individual, regardless of their status, has the opportunity to live with dignity and justice. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. 
If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.